This is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at The Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today, my very special guest is my daughter, Anastasia, who has been working at the local boat rental for five years and is entering her third year as manager. Anastasia, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. One of the reasons why we decided to have this conversation is, of course, she knows what we do at the Schuler Group, and we talk about all sorts of things, A, B, and C players, good customer service, relationships at work. And so we decided, why don't we share some of what she's learned as a young manager working with younger people, and that could be helpful for our listeners. So Anastasia, let's start out with, what do you like most about being a manager? Well, so I actually, I do like the responsibility. When I first became a manager, it was like, kind of like, oh crap, now I have all this stuff to do. But I do actually like being able to make the, the tough calls sometimes. And of course, there's some more difficult situations that I don't enjoy. But sometimes I like being the one to just be like, yep, we're going to do this today. We're going to clean this, open this, I'm going to make a new sign. Um, so I do like having all that extra stuff sometimes. <laughs> so of course, that begs the question. What do you like least about being a manager? What I like least is trying to figure out how to inspire my younger workers. And I don't necessarily dislike it that much. It's just been a struggle. Just because it's hot, it's long days, it's kind of a job where you just kind of do what needs to be done and there's no like set order to who does what or whatever. You all just kind of chip in. So part of my job sometimes has to be seeing who's been doing the most work and who's been sitting around all day. And I have to figure out how to kindly and inspirationally tell these workers who haven't been doing as much that they should pick up some slack. So how do you inspire these people who are hot and tired and maybe aren't quite as motivated? How do you inspire them? Well, I've, I've been through a few different methods and sometimes, and I, I still do this, but I used to do it a lot more. I would just show up on a morning or they would show up and just nothing would be done and they'd be sitting around and I'd just be like, okay, can you do this? And I would just be very direct and I'd say, do this, it's not done, why isn't done, blah, blah, blah. But now what I found and I try to remind myself when I pull into work is that I like being nice to them because then the day goes better. Because when we're all joking around, like we're all just going through the same stuff and if we all feel like we're all just in it together, then it just tends to go much better. And then I can be like, hey, can you go grab that thing for me? Or I'll make sure you fix that before you put someone on that boat. Better than just, you and you need to do this because it's not it's not getting done. <laughs> so I like being nice to them because I also, I like the teenagers that I work with. We get to joke around and sometimes they know about my life I and mean, I know about theirs. And it's just a lot more fun when we can just be like, hey, <laughs> let's all do this. So that brings to mind the idea of the relationships and you're creating and maintaining and probably have a little bit more responsibility, if you would agree, as far as those relationships at work. You as a manager with your staff creating certain kinds of relationships. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. The staff kind of just show up and do their job and they're like, all right, is it time to clock out? Like, am I good to go? I'm like, yep. And then they leave. And then we figure out, hey, this person can work this day. And, you know, a lot of that's my boss, like figuring out the nitty gritty stuff. But then 
all the managers to, you know, help out with that. And it's like us being like, oh, if you're not feeling well, go home. A lot of times me and the other managers will buy food or bake cookies or something to bring to work just because we take it upon ourselves to build those relationships and do something to keep everyone happy. And sometimes the other staff will too, but I feel like we feel more of a responsibility to keep everyone in it together. Ah, you did not mention that one of the ways to inspire was (laughs) making cookies and bringing donuts and pizza. It works really well when you've worked for eight-hour days in 90-degree heat in a row with the same people and you're all sick of seeing each other. So then on the fifth day, you show up with donuts is one of my favorites and then homemade cookies is another one of my favorites. And then my other manager the other day ordered pizza while we were at work. So she ordered like six pizzas. They were all gone because I work with teenage boys. But <laughs> So I think that was pretty good. Even if they're all tired and didn't say anything, I think that's just generally a good reminder for them. Like, oh, okay, the people here actually care about us and we're all trying. <laughs> And I know for you, at least this is my perception of you, you work at the boat rental because you like working at the boat rental. It's not just a job. Yeah, I think it's it's like a, so I've had it as a summer job for five years, but I feel like if it wasn't boats, if it was anything other than boats, at this point I might have quit because I don't dislike the job, but it might have just been something that I passed on and found something else later in life. But I really like boats (laughs) and that's just the core of it and I like it when people come to go kayaking for the first time or they go in any kind of boat with their two-year-old kid and it's like great well that kid now gets to get out on the water and now they're gonna like lakes and they're gonna (laughs) maybe want to be interested in boating later and it's fun it's kind of annoying when it's hot and I'm tired but it's nice when people are like can you explain to me how to how to do this and I'm like yeah you know I'm just a just a person but here's what I do and I think they really enjoy that so I I like to the core of it I really do enjoy being able to help people with boats and help people have a good time because people go to the boat rental to have a good time rather than like grocery stores or whatever people are just getting through their day it's like no people go there to at least attempt to have a nice day it's interesting that you talk about that because as you know we're all about the deeper why and we've come up with these broad categories of what deeper whys could be. And I'm pretty sure that after you started working at the boat rental, and I had to think about, well, why does a county boat rental, why does it exist? What's the deeper why? And I think it's about giving people a great experience. And that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most people that come to the boat rental are like, this is my first time. I didn't even know this was here. Or they come from other states or they're visiting friends and their friends are like, let's do this thing that has existed in my backyard that I never knew about. And it's because it's a pretty big lake. But then, of course, we have some people who have been going there for years and years and years and years and they're the regulars and we know them. But we we get a lot of new first time people. We get a lot of non-English speakers. We get a lot of recent immigrants. Um, So I think that's really cool. I think we just get a lot of people who are really trying to take advantage of the opportunities. And you don't really need to speak a lot of English <laughs> to rent a boat, which I, so I really like that that's something that we can provide too. That makes me ask the question I've been asking most of the people that I've interviewed in the last three or four months, how has COVID affected this business? So the the parks told the boat rental to open because pretty much nothing else in the parks can open right now because they're owned indoor facilities. So I think the parks were like, we need something to make money so open and my boss was very stressed out and was on the phone all the time and so he had to figure out what we were going to do right so we have extra hand sanitizer things we have plastic barriers in front of our 
cash registers and we have all these new protocols right so we used to take people's ids to hold on to and now we don't we just copy down some information so we like reduce as much of the back and forth as we can but the main thing is cleaning stuff in between people using it because it's a rental facility so we spray the boats down we wipe down the paddles we spray down the life jackets and that takes up a good chunk of time not only <laughs> is it hot and it's long days now we have pretty much twice as much work to do to partly help with that, we've reduced the capacity of boats that we're letting out. Every single weekend day, we run out of boats 20 minutes after we open. Because people are standing in line an hour before we open, and then we don't get through the whole line. We say, okay, that's it. That's all we have. Everyone else, you got to wait. So it's been busier. There's more stuff to do. And we also require everyone to wear masks, which some people are not really understanding of because they're like oh well, we're outside we're in a park and it's like yes I totally get that I also don't love <laughs> wearing a mask when I'm outside in the heat but now that you're at our business and you're going to be around my staff members you have to so that's been something that has brought up a lot more unpleasant conversations once you're on the boat you can take off the mask but it's very different for people to be walking around a park with the mask on and... so your stress levels have increased yeah, just because there's so many different things that could go wrong. So the main reasons that people cause problems at the boat rental is either because they're not happy with the masks or because they're not happy about the waitlist for some reason. The waitlist is a new system. We don't love it, but it's really the best we can do when we just have so many people and not enough boats to, to give them. People get upset because they're like, do you call my name? And we're like, yeah, we called your name like 20 minutes ago. And they're like, oh, well, I was right here. And we're like, clearly you weren't because you would have heard us. And it's hard to have those conversations at least five times a day, because a lot of people just leave. <laughs> and then we're just like, okay, I guess they're not here. And there's people who are like, okay, I need this kind of boat and this kind of boat and this kind of boat. And we're like, okay, so those boats might come in at different times. <laughs> you're going to have to be patient with us. We're going to have to figure it out. And then there's just people being like, but, but I see all these boats on the shore that are available. And it's like, well, we've rented those out. The people are going down. They're still getting their stuff together. And then they're going to be sent out. Or it's like, well, they just came in, but now they have to go up and pay, because otherwise we don't know if they're done with them. All this stuff, most people are very nice and understanding and polite, and they thank us so much for being open. I've had people tell us that everyone who works there is amazing, and we all do such a fantastic job, which was honestly a surprising compliment, because on that particular day we were so busy and so tired, <laughs> and I was very surprised when I was told that, but I was very happy about it. So people are trying to be really nice, but then we just have a couple people who experience some issues and aren't happy about it. Yes, those bad apples. What would you say, if you've thought about this before, what your philosophy is regarding customer service? It's supposed to be the customer is always right, but I don't know if my boss has ever said that to us. You do your best to figure it out, right? So none of us like issues, but also a big part of the boat rental is safety. And a lot of our rules are in place for the safety of you and other people. So that's why you have to wear a mask. You can only have a certain amount of people on each boat. And you have to have a life jacket. So a lot of the complaints from customers is stuff related to that. They're like, why can't I take my baby on a boat? Why can't I do this? Can't just be like, oh, well, because you're being so nice about it, I'll let you. So a lot of times we have to be really firm and stern and people actually get really frustrated because I think boat rentals is one of those things that people don't know how they work. And so it's a whole new system for them. So then they're like, I didn't know that you had to pay now and I don't know why I need an ID. And there's just all this stuff that people are like, well, why do I have to do this? We all try to avoid conflict. 
but sometimes conflict just happens because of issues with the waitlist or whatever. So obviously we try to solve that. I've kind of developed a no-nonsense attitude lately because I really can't spend 10 minutes explaining to one woman why she needs to wear a mask. Well, the whole time, she's not wearing a mask. I'm just not going to do that anymore. I spent the last three months doing that at work. I'm not, I can't do that anymore. Customer service, it's like we really want, we want to help people. We want to keep them safe. That's the main priority. There's certain people you're just not going to get through to. And so with that, I've just learned to be like, okay, well, if you're not going to do this and you can't rent a boat, that is that. I need to move on to my other customers. And if they complain about me, which has happened, my boss doesn't care. My boss is like, yeah, we get like 20 of those people a day. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> of course I do, but the point stands. Yes. One of the things that I've heard you talk about in previous conversations that's really impressed me is you really feel strongly about keeping your staff safe and protecting them from those few bad apple customers. So if I have a mom getting on a boat, you're doing something wrong, and I see that she's starting to yell at one of my staff members and I'm going to intervene right away because I just don't want a 17-year-old boy <laughs> getting yelled at. They're going to do the best that they can. I don't think they're going to yell back. I think not, the staff are pretty good, but they're, they're not going to know what to say and they're not going to look like they have any control over the situation. You know, like I have the collared shirt as the manager, so I'll step in a lot and I'll just be like, you're right. I'm sorry. I will take responsibility for this. How can we fix this situation? I just don't want them to get yelled at. They don't need that on top of it. And they and a couple of them have made comments to me. They're like, man, Anastasia, I really feel like you get a lot of the crap. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how it happens, but yeah, you're right. I do. <laughs> I take a lot of the crap. We talked with one of our business partners, and she used to be a manager at IBM. And one of the things she said is, I will go to bat for you. I will absolutely go to the client, the customer, go to bat for you. I, I need to know ahead of time. I don't want to get surprised mm -hmm. by a customer or client coming to me and complaining about something. But you let me know, I will go to bat for you. Mm -hmm. And that's a bit what I'm hearing from you. As a side note, I, um, I worked at my college's admissions office and our female boss would always tell us, if anyone's bothering you on tours, shouting things at you, if you get harassed, you talk to me, I will personally go find them. <laughs> that was her main thing. She was like, I will personally walk over wherever I need to go. I'll stop working, I'll get up from my desk, and I will walk to where you said they were, and I'll handle the situation. So, yeah, that just reminds me of it. It's that idea of, I'm going to protect my people, because you just don't want your staff getting yelled at, and they don't, they don't need that, you know? <laughs> I like to see managers and leaders being champions for their employees. And sometimes that means protecting them, that mm -hmm. being that shield, but also being, again, that champion for their success and wanting them to be as successful as they can be. I want to do everything that's going to make my staff's lives easier, but also make them be able to do their jobs well. And so that's why, I mean, a lot of things are a combination of that. So a lot of times the managers just work the window, all the money transactions and filling out of forms and stuff happens. And we used to switch it out and we asked them this year, we're like, oh, you want to work at the window? And they're like, nope, that looks way too stressful nowadays. I keep asking them, but I think they, they're totally fine being outside in the heat if they don't have to deal with complaint after complaint or whatever. Managers, we're, we're just going to take the window and we're going to deal with difficult questions and difficult situations that we have to fix because sometimes we screw up too it's not all customer complaints but then i think down at the shore they're happy to just sit there wait for a 
people to come up, rent them a boat, and there you go. So as you reflect on your last three years as a manager and total five years working at the boat rental, what do you think is going to be the number one thing you take away from this experience? Learning how to manage people was totally a different skill that I wasn't prepared for. Something that's up there is how to have the confidence to solve situations on my own. My boss has told me that on weekdays where I'm working, he likes it because he knows that he's not going to get a call. <laughs> of course, there's actual issues. So, you know, I'll call him or text him or whatever. You know, he knows that he can, that I can handle it. And so learning how to be able to just make the decisions on your own that aren't too important and don't need extra approval this is a whole thing. There's a time where it's like, okay, it's storming. What do I do? There's, this drawer is a dollar short. What do I do? And now it's just like, oh, there's protocols for everything. I can do it. I can handle it. My employees ask me a question like, oh, can we do this? Are we doing that? And I'll be like, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then sometimes I will make executive decisions with customers when it's just me as a manager there because then they'll be like, oh, you know, my son, he's 10 years old. Can he please be in a kayak alone? And like technically the age limit's 12. But she's telling me about how expert of a kayaker he is. Me as a person, I get that. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, I'll take the heat for it if it's a problem. But, you know, I just made that decision. Because I figure, honestly, if my boss was there, he might have done the same thing. Or he might not have. But it's like, just being able to make those decisions for myself and feeling confident that I could, that I probably have good judgment, especially after this being my fifth year working there, you know? Like, I feel like I know the place well enough that I could probably fix a lot of situations on my own. So I'm hearing a lot of self-confidence as a result of being a manager. Yeah, that's true. When my boss asked me to be a manager, I was very excited. And he did ask me over some people who'd worked there longer than I had. And part of it was schedule availability, but then there were some people who just were never interested in being managers, maybe not manager material. Totally fine. They're some of my best workers, but they just weren't as into it. So I was actually, I was kind of surprised because, I mean, at that point it was my third year, which... I mean, isn't that much, I guess. But at that time, I was working in another place in the parks, too, and I clearly had showed interest in everything and asked all these questions so that I could answer them for people. What he said to me is he was like, partly because of availability, but I've always thought you'd be good for the job. So I would love for you to become a manager. I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> and I was never, I was very nervous about it. I had stress dreams before my first day of being a manager because I was like, if I don't wake up early enough, then no, there's going to be no one to open the boat rental. <laughs> like, and then they're just going to be standing outside and I'm going to be asleep. Uh, that has never happened. So it was very much a nice confidence boost for him to be like, yeah, you, I've always thought you'd be good at it because I was kind of like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think I would. <laughs> and I believe you have. Yeah, I think I'm a pretty good, I think I do a pretty good job. It's not a perfect situation. It, there's no one manager at the boat rental home like, oh yeah, that's the best one. Like there's some who've been there longer and know more or handle certain situations better than I can, but I think we're all doing a pretty uh, collectively good job. So the last question I have for you is, there's a statement that we make, which is, just because you're a good doer of things does not necessarily mean you're a good manager of other doers of things. How do you respond to that statement? Well, that's just funny with me because I always think of myself as a doer, but I think that I can be a manager. I think that I'm fairly good at it. I've had a lot of teachers in my life tell me that I should be a teacher, which is just not really something I have interest in. <laughs> but I, I see it. Like, I'm like, yeah, I can teach if I have to. Certain circumstances, I teach people how to do things. 
but it's not really a career goal of mine. I really just like doing things, but at a certain point, it's like, if I'm just a staff member and I've been doing this thing and I, there's only so much I can get good at, so I, I am kind of open to this, to the new challenge of, hey, now there's more responsibility. There's, it's a whole other aspect of the job of managing. So sometimes it's, it's nice and it's much less stressful to just be like, great, I do my job, someone else tells me what to do, excellent. And then it's, it's a little more stressful, but more rewarding and challenging to show up and tell people what to do and make the decisions and talk to the customers and get yelled at by the customers. <laughs> but it's a good amount of responsibility for me. There's some jobs where it's like, oh no, that's too much, but <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your views with me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. And if you have any questions for me or for Anastasia, feel free to leave them in a comment over at www.theshulergroupllc.com. Until next time, may you thrive.